Are you always coming up with ideas? Do you marvel at successful business owners? Do you hate being told what to do? Ever take things apart just to see how they work? Are you a dreamer? If you've answered yes to any of these questions, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Entrepreneurial Enclave with Kevin Wortham, the podcast that focuses on building, maintaining, pivoting, planning, and investing in you, the entrepreneur. But first, a word from our sponsor. Tapes and Specialties is the world leader in tape manufacturing and specialty conversion with over 40 years of experience. In addition to our pro brand of high quality specialty adhesive tapes, we provide contract converting services that help improve your profitability, streamline your supply chain, and reduce inventory costs. We offer the most complete range of converting capabilities in the industry, such as cloth tape, double coated tape, specialty tape, paper tape, masking tape, vinyl tape, carton sealing tape, adhesive transfer tape, duct tape, phone tape, electrical tape, filament tape, foil tape, reflective tape. And the tape just keeps on rolling. Visit us online today at www.protapes.com or call us at 800-345-0234. Pro Tapes, it's just how we roll. Good deal. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fantastic episode of the Entrepreneur Enclave, Life's Coming Attraction. I am your host, Kevin Wortham. Listen, there is such a thing called six degrees of separation, and I believe in it. So today coming to the platform is my dear friend, Kevin Smith. Talk to me, brother. How are you, man? Thank you so much, Kevin. I'm absolutely great, man, and uh, eternally grateful to be on the uh, podcast today. Absolutely. So, so when we talked about six degree of separation, you're going to tell us how this all came about. So I, I recently did a, a, a episode with uh, Todd Pipkin and yes, Kevin, yes. who is their friends with Todd over 40 years. said, yes. Wow. Wow. So absolutely. Take it, take it from there, Kevin. Talk to me. Take it from there. Yeah. So, I mean, like you mentioned, man, six degrees of separation. Of course, I'm born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yes. I have now resided in Charlotte for over 30 years. Yes. Telling my age, telling my age here a little bit. But I'm going to tell you, had a chance to really enjoy several of your podcasts. And here it is, you know, two people that I grew up with. Yes. Todd and also Camille White. Yes. Literally got a chance to get, you know, them, you know, and enjoy their podcast, man. And I said, hey, you know what? Todd, I would love to uh, meet him and see if I can get my company access services an opportunity to uh, be a part of it. All right, so so here we are. So take us take us from the beginning. You're growing yeah. you're growing up in Pittsburgh. For you, what yeah. was that like growing up in Pittsburgh? Man, I'm gonna tell you, man, I had an excellent childhood, man. Yes. So grew up in the Hill District. Yes, the first part of my childhood. And, uh, man, have nothing but good memories there. And uh, my dad and mom have always been very, very hard workers, working, you know, two jobs and, yes. and three jobs. And we got an opportunity to kind of move on up a little bit. And I uh, got a chance to move out to Stanton Heights, man. Yes. So I probably moved away from the Hill District around 11, 12 years old. And then I uh, lived in Stanton Heights until I then relocated to Charlotte as a grown man. Okay. 
but I want you to slow down for a second, Kevin. There, okay. There, in the Middle Hill District, there was a barbershop. My man was called Ham. <laughs> did Did you ever get your hair cut there? Man, let me tell you. When you talk about pillars and staples in the community, yes. Let me tell you, you you were not from the Hill District if you didn't know Ham's Barbershop. Yes, let sir. Me tell you, yes, sir. Uh, my dad used to take us to Ham's, man. You know, once a you know a week or once every two weeks, man. Yes. And I'm gonna tell you, that was really like the the country club yes, for African American men in 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 the Hill District, man. I mean, just so many talking points, and it's it just literally putting a big smile on my face right now. Uh, you know, I can visualize seeing Ham yeah, yeah. Uh, right now in my mind, man. So definitely, definitely me and my brother many days uh, got our hair cut in Ham's barbershop. And what was so funny, Ham did more talking than cutting. I was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's like you know what you're talking about, man, for well, sure. No, so, for you know, I went, I went to Pitt, right? So yes, oftentimes, sir. and then I, I did, uh, so my, 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 my major was urban studies, political science. Wow. wow. So I did my internship in the Hill District. Oh, uh, wow. I was I was a part of the Hill District CDC. And really? so I, I know that Hill District backwards, forward, like the inside of my hand. So most certainly. So most while certain. I was um, while I before I started to take classes up in the Hill District, I would often mm-hmm. walk to the Hill District to get a haircut because I wanted a haircut. And so wow. the, the first barbershop I went to was Ham, and I, I became good friends with Ham, and Ham would talk more than he would cut. I would have to encourage Ham, like, Ham, I got to get back to class, or Ham, I got to do this, but, uh, but I, I enjoyed the Hill District. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yes man, that is a true, yeah, yeah. true statement, man. So, I mean, you know, coming up in that community, there's just so many great memories, man. You know, you had, you had parents on every corner. Yes. Uh, you know, every everybody was supportive of, of each other, man, so... And, I miss those days. And then right across the street from Ham's Barbershop, and I never heard of this, was Jitney. I never knew. We had cabs. I didn't know I didn't know anything about Jitney, you know? So I was like, yeah. they're like, go across the street and get a Jitney. Go get a what? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, man. Hey, it was a Jitney truck. Yeah. Wasn't no Uber, nothing, nothing like that. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 man. You go to the Jitney stand. Kevin, <laughs> I, I got one for you before we get serious about this conversation. You okay. Ever, you ever go to Nat's? Oh my god. Come on, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you mean you mean Nat that is now art? Oh hey, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, right. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey man, let me tell you, plenty of times stopped down in, 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 in Nats, man. That place is only a big enough to hold uh maybe um, maybe, maybe 20, 25, 30 people yeah, and then you might have forty five people in there. Listen. <laughs> It was like a double shot, triple shot for a dollar ten. I was good. Yes, man. sir. Yes, sir, man. One one thousand percent. Oh like I said, man, that, that was that was that was my hangout. I went there before, got drunk there before I had to go to any other function. All right, let's let's get serious now, Kevin. Let's get serious. All right, all right. Yes, sir. Yes, so sir. where yes, do sir. where do you go to high school? Yep. So I went to Peabody High School. Yes, which is in East Liberty, yes. and uh, I came out of Peabody High School in nineteen eighty one. Have you been to East Liberty? Man, East Liberty has gone through some serious hey, gentrification, man. Hey, 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 let me tell you something. What? That's not even a name anymore. I think it's called East Shadyside now. What? So they literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, so I have been. I was actually just in Pittsburgh two weeks ago for yes. my wife's 
family reunion, man. Okay. I'm going to tell you, it is. When you talk about gentrification, yes. man, it's not even the same place that I left 30 years ago. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So you're not at, at all. So you're at Peabody High. What was yep. what yep. was your major in high school? What were you interested yep. in? So pretty much interesting enough, you know, if we looked at my uh, high school, you know, uh, book, you know, for my senior class book, yes. you know, I had it back then to be a rad tech radiology technician yes. was pretty much what I was steering towards but I got a football scholarship to Lincoln University in Jefferson City, Missouri Yes. so I played nose guard at Peabody and then bang uh, got a scholarship out to Lincoln University, Jefferson City, Missouri my really first time you know, really being away from home Yes. so uh, man uh, got a chance to go out there and and play uh, for a couple of years. I did not finish yes. uh, at Lincoln University. Mark Coach, kind of almost like uh, one of those things where you kind of uh, had a, a major setback in life. My coach, who was Cal Jones, um, pretty much uh, moved on. Wow. And another coach came in by the name of Jack Frost. And uh, when Jack Frost came in, he brought quite a few players with him. Yes. And I was one of the guys that they offered to come back, but not on scholarship, man. So it was like my world was crushed. Wow. Uh, like, hey, you know what? What, 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 what am I going to do now? Yes. So ended up coming back home uh, after my sophomore year uh, out, of, out of Lincoln. Okay. Okay. Yep. But, yep. but yep. When, when does the entrepreneurial spirit hit you, man? When does the bug hit you? Wow, man. I'm going to tell you. When I came home, of course, from Lincoln, I started looking for work. Yes. And as I started looking for work, well, I got an opportunity to get a job at Mellon Bank. Okay. Which I'm sure you're very, very familiar Absolutely. with. Absolutely, yes. Yes. <laughs> so at Lincoln, I was a communications manager. I was really interested in seeing how I can get engaged to be on the doggone news somewhere, somewhere doing, you know, uh, news or get involved in media, if you yes. will. But nevertheless, got an opportunity to work for Mellon Bank in their management training program, and I worked in their property management division. Yes. And uh, that lasted for a couple of years. And let me tell you where the entrepreneurial light came on. And I share this all the time uh, with kids that I mentor. I actually turned uh, a lemon into lemonade. Okay. So our, our, our department was outsourced. So imagine going to work one day. And you have your lanyard around your dog on neck. Yes. And you take your dog on badge and try to go into the dog on building, and the door's not opening. Wow. And I'm like, what, what is going on? And here's what's interesting I was the manager in the property management division, which we oversee janitorial, yes. preventive maintenance, security, yes. parking, vending, and landscaping, right? Yes. So the gentleman that came to the door uh, had my nice little box with all of my stuff. Uh, kindly wrapped up in there. He was one of my employees. I, I thought it was a joke. Yeah. And I will never forget. I said, hey, man, let me in my building. I, that resonates with me today. Let me in my building. And here it is. Uh, come to find out our department was outsourced. And I tell you, man, it was really a pain point for me because, you know, I just had, had the rug snatching from under. And wow. uh, I thought I was going, you know, I, I, I'm i in corporate America. I'm going work my way up the doggone ladder and, yes. uh, you know, kind of retire from here, next, yes. you know, 20, 20 or 30 years. And here it is. Uh, I was, uh, I was let go. So let me, let me stop you, Kevin. How old yeah. are you at that time when you were let go? Okay. Came home from school at 20. Okay. Um, 
about 24, 25 years so, old. So for someone 24, 25, this was a major blow, not to you financially, but to a major blow to your ego. Cause you, you probably like, wait, man, I'm ready to soar now. I'm ready to get down. Right. One, one, 100%, man. Wow. It, it's really, I, I, I cried like a baby driving home wow. all the way up Bomb Boulevard, man. Now, 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 Kevin, what, you know, I, I know you're doing well now, but just take me back to 24, 25. What were your emotions at that time when, when the guy is coming to the door, handing yep. you your box of belongings? What well, were your first emotions I, right there? First, I thought it was a joke. Yes. And then it got really real when he handed me my box. Yes. And it had my family pictures in it and things of that wow. nature. And also a letter attached to the box that I yes. needed to contact my superior, who was John Von Wyland, yes. uh, the next day. Wow. And um, I was scared. I was yes. hurt. I didn't have uh, you know, a lot of money saved up. Yes. Uh I, I had a car note, uh, you know, paying back uh, you know, different, you know, credit cards and yes. things of that nature. So I was really uh it was a it was a, it was a fearful time as to, you know, trying to figure it out. What's 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 next? Yes. Yeah. So you but uh so you you, go, you, you, you go home. Yeah. Right? You make the phone yeah. call the next day. Yep. What, what kind of conversation are you having with him? Yep. Interestingly enough, he was very transparent, made yes. it clear, didn't have anything to do with our work performance. Their business model had changed, and they hired a national um, uh, company to handle their entire footprint. Yes. And national company was pretty much going to be taking over our department. So literally there was maybe 14, 13 of us in our department. Wow. So everybody in our department was pretty much outsourced. Wow. So that was a very uh, uh, smack in, you know, in, in, in the face in reference to life kind of serving you uh, a limit, if you will. Yes. Wow. But let me tell you, let me tell you, at that time, I thought it was the worst thing could ever happen in my life. Absolutely. But 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 let me tell you, that was the birth of access service. Okay. So now when that was so you uh, you have the conversation with the guy, you realize that it's not it's not your fault, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. When when does as you said, when does the birthing of access services, when does that take place? I got several. Okay. Of course, I have vacation time built up as well. Yes. And also sick time built up. And once I got uh, to check and it wasn't much. It was like six, seven thousand dollars. Yes. I I actually took that money, went to Kinko's copies. I had cards made out. Yes. Fly, flyers made out. Yes. And I'm always one to put to my face. Yes. I learned a lot about property management at Mellon Bank. It was an excellent, excellent training ground. Yes. I I learned when it's hot outside, it needs to be cool inside. I learned when it's cold outside, it needs to be warm inside. Yes. I learned that every property needs security. Every property needs cleaning. Every property needs preventive maintenance. So yes. what I did is I developed a business plan wrapped around the services that I was managing for the bank. And I literally started getting out in East Liberty, Shadyside, Bloomfield, Lawrenceville, marketing those services. Well, let me stop you. Because you're the you're the first person 
You're the first person I've had on this podcast where I did not have to ask about the business plan. You told me about the business plan. So, brother, ding, 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 ding. I love it. All right. <laughs> so, listen, let's go back. Now we got to back up now. Why, yep. why was the business plan so important to you? And when did you think that you needed it? Well, let me tell you. It's, it's, I always learned from my father, hey, yes. you either, you know, and he, he, he was just very process-oriented. Yes. And, st- and still is to this day. He was like, hey, man, if you don't have a plan, then you're going to fail. Yes. So be clear. Know what you want to do, but you have to put a plan behind it. And then action items need to start taking place. You need to start taking action. And like I said, putting feet to your face. So yes. once once I started getting out and passing those flyers out, passing those cards out and yes. understanding that people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yep. And let me tell you, that that business started to grow. Wow. It started to grow. I started doing, wow. you know, contract at beauty shops, contract at Firestone, yes. contract at this healthcare uh, facility. And we were doing janitorial and preventive maintenance for small commercial office space. Yes. And that business continued to grow and grow uh, in, in Pittsburgh. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, a lot of the work at home was pretty much for a large contract are pretty much tied up with unions. Yes. And uh, interesting enough, my brother moved to Charlotte and got married to a young lady. Yes. And when I came down to Charlotte to visit him to go ahead and be the best man in his wedding. Yes. Uh, I could not believe all of the growth that was going on here. Okay. You know, if you know anything about Pittsburgh, it's an older oh, yes. town. Oh, there's yes. there. You know, when I was there, Google wasn't there. It was yep. still very much blue collar, steel mill, you know, hardcore Pittsburgh, right? Yes. Well, you know, you come down south, the sun is out. There's construction everywhere. It's non-union. Yes. There's a lot of growth and development, new subdivisions going up, cranes everywhere. And, of course, where there's growth, there's opportunity. And yes. that really got my wheels turning as to, you know what? It's time to move. Okay. Okay. So you, you come back to Pittsburgh and yep. you shut down shop in Pittsburgh and you moved and that to, was a, and you moved to Charlotte. And, and, and that, that was a transition because, you know, your roots are in Pittsburgh, right? Yes. And you have contracts that are in Pittsburgh. Yes. So what I started doing is laying out a plan. Hey, my brother can go ahead and, and put me up. So I have, uh, you know, a roof over my head. Hey, I need to come back and forth to Charlotte and kind of really learn the lay of the land, get yes. involved in the Chamber of Commerce, start getting engaged in some of these networking opportunities. So literally, I was living in Pittsburgh, but coming back and forth to Charlotte, planting seeds. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How, how long was yeah. this? How long was this process that you were going back and forth from Pittsburgh to Charlotte? probably around four to six months. Wow. And over that four to six month period, of course, you know, you start to cultivate relationships. Yes. And even though I was still living in Pittsburgh, yes. I was really starting to make some headway and get engaged in potential opportunities here in Charlotte. Got you. And, and it, it didn't help or it didn't hurt that you didn't have to compete against the unions. <laughs> 1,000. What? Man. That, <laughs> That's that, a slam dunk that, right there, right? <laughs> Right there, 
that made all the difference in the world yes. because even though in Pittsburgh maybe was doing a little bit over $110,000, dollars worth of business annually in yes. small contracts, yes. because these weren't contracts that we were attending every day. It might be two, three days a week or, yes. you know, sometimes one day a week, whatever it could be. A lot of small businesses, right? Yes. The, the local lawyer, the local accountant, the local beauty shop, the local barbershop. Well, here it is. When I come to Charlotte, without that union presence there, I could start to bid and go after large contracts. Yes. Now, let me let me stop so, you, Kevin. When yes, you, sir. When you were in Pittsburgh, how many people did you employ? Probably around 12 to okay. 14 people. And most of those people that I employed were family members, gotcha. neighbors, church church members, and things of that nature. So maybe 12 to 14 at the height of my business and, in Pittsburgh. And what was the name of your business in Pittsburgh? Access Cleaning. Access Cleaning. Okay. Yes, sir. And, and, and let's, talk, let's talk about that name a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Talk to me. Melon, that was a hurt piece. That was really getting smacked in the face with something called life, right? Yes. All right. Well, I said to myself, just thinking one day, sitting on my couch, I said, you know what? I want to create a business that will give me access to financial freedom and also give me the opportunity where, you know what? I can never have anybody pull the rug from under me again. I love it. I love it. So that's, so how, that's what the name, that's, how the that's name what the name born. access yes. derives from. Yes. So now do yep. you, do you still carry the same name in uh, Charlotte now? No, we don't. Okay. So <clears throat> let's talk about that a little bit. So, you know, when I got to Charlotte, man, we really took off in a big way. Yes. We landed who was your first month. Yeah. Who was your first contract in Charlotte? Hey, you're not going to believe this. I hope you're sitting down. I'm sitting down, brother. My So, look, I went from Pittsburgh to coming to Charlotte. Yes. And here it is. Bang, when I leave Pittsburgh, maybe at the height, you know, 12, 14 employees. Yes. And then maybe, you know, a little bit over one, one twenty, one thirty a year, right? Yes. So, you know, my first contract here in Charlotte was with the NFL, the Carolina Panthers. Get out of here. What? <laughs> what? How, wait, hold. How? Wait, how'd you how'd you land that one, bro? Yeah, the Carolina the Carolina Panthers put access on the map here, man. Wow. And I'm gonna tell you, our our business really skyrocketed, and we never looked back. So wait, wait, time out, time out. That's a football team. What you doing? What you cleaning the locker room, the stadium? What you doing? Yeah. So let's talk what? about that a little bit. Oh, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, a multi-million dollar contract with the Carolina Panthers. We serviced them. What? Wait, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow <laughs> down. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me your very first contract. How did you? How did you pull that off, bro? Congratulations. First of all, how did you pull that off? So let's just talk about that a little bit. Yes. So when my brother was actually giving me a tour of the city. Yes. Uh, my brother's name is Brian. He's giving me a tour of the city. Yes. And he showed me, hey, you know, we guys got a football team. You see where they're clearing the land over there? Yes. I'm like, yeah. And, man, let me tell you, I noticed a big uh, sign up there. It said S&N Thompson and Turner. Yes. And there was just one little construction trailer out there, right? Yes. And I asked my brother to take me over near the construction trailer. Yes. And I went in that trailer and talked to a superintendent there yes. in reference to this stadium you guys are building. I said, hey, 
who's cleaning this construction trailer? Yes. And he said, we're looking for someone to clean it right now. Wow. <laughs> timing. Timing is time, everything, hey, brother. Hey, time, time, timing is everything, man. Wow. God is good. All yeah. the time. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Time, timing is everything. So, so you go from you know, cleaning the construction trailer. Yes, sir. Okay. And, and, and let's, let's, let's talk about how that opportunity grew itself. Yes. So, of course, that was just the actual general contractor's trailer. Yes. Well, of course, you know, now that this land's being cleared, they're hiring an electrical company. They're hiring a plumbing company. Yes. They're hiring a mixing company. They're hiring a roofing company. So yes. there was probably an additional 25 or 30 subs that had trailers also. That need to be cleaned. That need to be cleaned. So we started out there doing one trailer. Wow. It led to doing, it led to doing around 26, 27 trailer. Yes. And of course, as this dog on station was being built, well, they're having needs for construction cleaning, interim construction cleaning yes. to clean up behind the subs as this huge monstrosity is coming out the ground. What? That's all right. <laughs> I love it. So, I love it. So wow. it's really a, a great story, man. We started out there doing construction trailers. From there, we went into the facility, clean up behind the contractors. And then, of course, now all of a sudden, 26 subs go down to 20 because their scope of work is done. Yes. 20 goes down to 15 yes. because their scope of work is done. And then 15 goes down to 5. Yes. And then next thing you know, there's no more trailer. And that staff that I was using to do all those trailers, yes. I started having those guys do cleaning in the stadium. And then once all of the interim and final cleaning was done, we did such a phenomenal job. May he rest in peace. Uh, one of the owner's sons, his name is John Richardson. He was director of operations. Yes. Uh, he sat out and said, hey, man, I'd like to negotiate a contract with you to maintain the stadium. Ah, that's all right. Oh, my God. You know what? I don't even have buttons on this machine. Brother, I'm clapping for you. You hear me? I'm clapping for you. Man, that's all right. So yeah, let's yeah. let's slow down again. So now yep. the, the the stadium is built. Yep. You have done such a fantastic job. The That's owner's correct. son. And tell us his yep. name yep. one more time. His name is John Richardson. John Richardson. Shout out to John. Yep. And you said may yep. he rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. We lost him okay. several years of cancer, okay. man. But okay. I'm gonna tell you, class act and gave yes. me a great opportunity and we made the most of it. And he said, how would you like to clean the whole stadium? So when you say the whole stadium, you're talking about from top to bottom, the field, the locker room, everything. Yep. So most people don't know, of course, all of your dog on NFL stadiums. You know, literally, yes, you see people out there on the field and you see all the fans in the bowl. Yes. But behind the scenes, you have training rooms. Yes. You have workout areas. Yes. You have tons of office space. Yes. Operations. Uh, you have medical teams. So we were responsible for all of the interior janitorial for the entire stadium. Even even when there was a football game, you had to make sure that you cleaned all that. Yep, yep. So when, when you have games, there was a second company that was there that was responsible for the bowl. So you had one company that did the exterior yes. of the building yes. and the bowl and then access services maintained all the office space, all the locker rooms, all the workout rooms, all their facilities in Terry. No, I'm talking about like, 
like after the football game was over, who would clean up that part? Like the state, the yep. stadium. That was you. Yep. So that's no, no, no. So okay. that's, that's another company that did the bowl. Okay, got oh, the we, bowl. Got gotcha. so, okay. and, and, so, so here's the thing. Our contract was a lot more lucrative because we had talent that went there every day. Yes. Because all the employees that work for the Panthers go there every day. Absolutely, yes. So the, the, the contract for the bowl is only after game. Got you. Now, now, now Kevin, me? let me ask this question, right? Let me ask this question. How yep. many people at that time – because remember now, you're just driving around with your brother and you say, take me down to that trailer. So you that, go – That's right. So how many – people do you employ at this time of you negotiating this contract? So it's interesting, you know, all I had was the actual job trailers for the subcontractors. Yes. And I and at that time I may have had nine to 10 people that went there on a daily basis to yes. clean up all of the construction trailers. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay, fine. Now that all of the construction is over, we immediately went from nine to 10 employees it's about 40, 45 employees. Wow. Yep. Wow. And they went there every day. Now, let me let me stop you for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, when we do this podcast, right, We all, yep. I always come up with a tagline. What should Correct. be the tagline for this podcast, brother? How to turn lemon into lemonade. Okay, that because might, let me tell you, okay, that yes, might sir. be too. That might be too little. That might be too long for me to type under the thumbnail. Like I, <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I was going to say, access your dreams. Hey man, I like that even better. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I like that even better. <laughs> I'm gonna text like that, that to that you now, better. so you got you can remember that. <laughs> access yes, your yeah, dreams. Yeah, I need, I need to write that. Write that one down right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah I got you. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. I got yeah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm right. I'm writing that one down right now. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, of course, a lot of notoriety came with that contract. A lot of fanfare, yes. you know, got me in front of some magazines and in some papers and yes. things of that nature. So, well, let's slow down. Let's slow down. What's, what's, which 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 magazine? Which magazine did you get in? Which newspaper? Let's talk about that, man. Come on, we got time. Okay. Yep. So several articles were in the Charlotte Observer. Yes. Uh, which is our, our local uh, newspaper here. Uh, also, uh, there's a magazine here called Pride yes. Magazine, which is pretty much uh, African American owned yes. uh, media outlet called Pride Magazine. So yes. once that word really got out, we really got the major contract. Yes. Kind of almost like a tailwind, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we we landed General Motors. Wow. We, la- we 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 landed Sprint PCS. Yes. We la- we landed Norfolk Southern. So yes. literally, our footprint of large janitorial preventive maintenance contracts really uh, exploded uh, once we, you know, got that Panther contract. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And awesome. so you know. We may have had 35 to 40 employees, 45 yes. employees at the stadium. And then, of course, with bringing in all those other accounts, probably at our highest, our highest point in terms of, uh, you know, employees that were working for us, so maybe around 79 to 85 employees doing janitorial for us. Wow. I love it, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, bless and, and, blessing. And so when, when this was all within six months of you coming down, to Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much those other contracts probably came into play 
maybe within the next 24 to 36 months. Yes. Uh, it was a very, very rapid growth. Uh, like I said, because so much notoriety came with, uh, you know, securing that Panther contract. Yes. Now, yeah. now personal question, do you still have the yeah. Panther contract? I do not. Okay. So we stopped. Literally, we transitioned. You know, today we are a talent acquisition firm today. Okay. That's who we are. Okay. So remember I said we start out at access cleaning? Yes. And, of course, you know, when the recession hit back, uh, 07, 08, right around that era, 09, you yes. know, a lot of those contracts that we are providing janitor and preventative maintenance services, uh, those margins really started to get tight. Right? Yes. Okay. And, you know, I'm going to mention this a little bit for some other entrepreneurs that are listening out there. You know, we were never the small mom and pop. Yes. Physically, myself, me and my business partner, we weren't out there doing that work ourselves. Yes. Right? We had employees to execute that work for us, right? Yes. But also, we're not a large uh, national firm either. We've always kind of been in the middle, right? Yes. So with that said, as things are tightening, we're in the middle of a recession, things are slowing down, a lot of these large corporations that we were servicing was looking for ways to save money. Got you. So they started going and doing business with large national providers that can handle their entire footprint. Got you. And also, in addition to handling their entire footprint, you know, us is just doing janitor and preventive maintenance. Okay, great. But, hey, we need a company that can handle our footprint from California to New York. And also, we want you to be able to do the entire, you know, facilities management service package. <laughs> gotcha. And our pockets were not that deep. And yes. We did not have, you know, that in place. So, of course, a lot of those contracts that we had literally started going out and dealing with large national providers. And yes. our footprint began to shape, yes. uh, shrink. And so adding to that, my business partner's name is Frank Johnson. And man, I'm going to tell you, man, he has been a true blessing. It's a team effort, yes. 1,000%. He started saying, hey, man, look, let's kind of re, rebrand. Let's retool. Let's, let's, let's pivot. Yes. So we, we transitioned from a janitorial preventive maintenance company yes. to doing staffing for general contractors. So today, our company name is Access Services. Yes. The three markets that we penetrate is, of course, healthcare, yes, construction, yes, and light industrial manufacturing. So, yes. we we have talent that goes to work every day in all three of those facets. Wow! So wow. we're a talent acquisition firm. We trans literally, like you know, really pivoted. And uh, reposition ourselves, realign ourselves, yes. rebrand ourselves yes. as a a staffing provider. Yes, I love it, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah, my 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 dear friend Rick Foreman taught me the huh? word pivot. So wow. I'm, I'm doing an entrepreneurial class. Uh, wow, know, maybe like four or five years ago. And, yeah, and and we're we're hanging out with Grooving. Then all of a sudden <laughs> we get hit with the pandemic. Yes, sir. And he says how are you going to pivot? 
And, yeah. and ever since he said that, like everybody says that. So maybe maybe he coined the phrase pivot. I don't know, but shout out to Rick Foreman. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Man, we, we I literally love it. we literally pivoted, man. And I'm gonna yes. tell you, it was almost an accident. You know, one of the companies that we were doing some work for yes. was a large general contractor. And yes. of course, yeah, we were doing some janitorial for them, doing final cleanup work and intern work, but you know, a manager would say, hey, you know, do you have a carpenter? Hey, do you have someone that can do plumbing? Yes. Do you have someone that can do, that can drive a forklift? So literally, yes. we were actually doing talent acquisition and doing staffing, but not necessarily calling it because we were a janitorial firm. Yes. <laughs> and literally, Frank said, hey, you know what, man? We are going to leverage that. Yes. And so we started reaching out to other general contractors to see what their needs are. Gotcha. And hey, well, we need... We need electricians. We need plumbers. We need carpenters. We need heavy equipment operators. Yes. And I'm going to tell you, as our janitorial portfolio started to shrink, yes. our staffing portfolio was growing. Wow. Now, let me ask, <laughs> let me ask a question. What, yep. what, what about the local airport? Was, there, was yeah. there an opportunity for you guys to be at the local airport, the Charlotte airport? Hey. Hey, we're currently working at the airport right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So when you talk about, you know, a lot of the growth that's going on here in yeah. Charlotte, this is a booming city. Yes. So yes. there's major expansion projects going on right now today yes. at our uh, Charlotte Douglas Airport. And I would like to say this Charlotte uh, is, is growing and uh, access is a part of that project. Fantastic, man. So listen, yep. what, 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 what have what has what has been some of your challenges uh, oh, man. that you have man. to overcome? Man, I don't, I don't I don't know how many hours you got on this podcast, <laughs> but, I'm, 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 <laughs> but no, no, ex, ex, excellent question. So, of course, access to capital yes has has, has, has been a challenge. Uh, you know, over, over the years, you know, here it is. But wh- you know, you why do you, you why you, do you think that is, Kevin? All right, let me be clear. A lot of times, go and you might run, you know, let's say, for example, in a month, you run, um, you know, a quarter of a million dollars through the bank, right? Yes. Well, guess what? You ran it through the bank. It's not what goes in. It's it's what stays. Yes. And in order to get, you know, I've been plenty of times, hey, we'll give you a loan for 20,000 or 50,000, whatever the case may be. But it needs it needs to be meaningful. Here it is. You know, we have payroll every week, and when you have payroll every week, people expect to get paid. Yes. And here it is. You know, your client's average turnaround time for receivable is sixty days. Yes. Sometimes it might be ninety days. Yes. Brother, you know how many payrolls I've had in sixty days? How many payrolls I've had from ninety days? I know. And. And thank God we, we have a factor in relationship, but where I'm going with that is plenty of times I went to the bank and said, Hey, you know, we do, you know, two, three, you know, two, three million dollars a year in, in revenue. And I can't get, you know, a half a million dollar loan or a million dollar loan so it can prop me up when my back isn't against the wall yep. over and over again. And they're like, Hey, you know, what assets do you have? Well, I'm in a building here, but I'm leasing in this building. I don't own this building. Yes. Right. So they want to be able to tap some kind of asset mm-hmm. in order to give you a sizable, uh, meaningful loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our dog on a commodity is talent. 
Yes. We we provide time. I don't own any equipment. All right. All of our people go out the door. Yeah, they have their PPE gear on, you know, mm-hmm. their vest, hard hat, helmet, boots, goggles, and gloves. But we don't own equipment. We don't own this building. Yes. Um, and things that things of that nature. So uh, when you talk about them attaching assets, well, that's that's really not there from 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 our business model, right? Yes. Yes. So yeah, I would say it's been a challenge in reference to. Um, access to capital. We do have a factor in relationships. It's been a blessing because my business partner says all the time, if we didn't have that, uh, you know, that factor in relationship, we've been out of business a long time ago. Yeah. That, that was and the first thing that came to my mind when you got, when yep. you have to make weekly payroll. Yes, sir. But, but they don't pay like every, every 60 to 90 days. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah, screwed. So thank God for factoring. Uh-uh. Yeah. 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 A, a, a man. Thank, and thank the, thank the Lord for, yes. so I would say that be, that would be one. Uh, I would say another thing too, this, uh, a challenge is a lot of times on projects, of course, uh, you know, you want to put your best foot forward, yes. but you know, to be honest with you, you know, we're in the people business and, and sometimes people will let you down. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I've got to be transparent and honest about that. So that can be a pain point, uh, at times, you know, we used to think it was just a matter of what they're being paid an hour. Hey, yes. well, this guy's only making, you know, 10 bucks an hour because he's out there pushing a broom. Right. But hey, you might have another guy that's a heavy equipment operator making thirty dollars an hour, and he may not show up for you as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you find out, or you find out yeah. that hey, you're paying thirty dollars an hour, but he can get thirty dollars and fifty cents across the street. Yeah. Hey, man, you'll have people that will go across the street for another, another, another dollar an hour. So wow. I would say our second challenge is, you know, being in the people business. People will will, will 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 let you down. Gotcha. Now what? And what, that that was the time. What has what has been your biggest regret, Kevin? Wow, my biggest regret. I would say probably my biggest regret is on that janitorial business. We really grew really really strong. Yes. And if I had a chance to do it all over again, I would have sold that book of business before the market changed dramatically and literally we ended up losing business over time. So if I had a chance to do it all over again, you know, I would have sold access cleaning. Yes. And then maybe had taken that money and invested it and went ahead and started another access as the one I have here today. But, but you're, you're, you're in the game. You don't know this is coming. Do you? No, not 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 at all. So you, know, I, you don't know. Yeah, so you I don't, don't know. So I don't know if that's a regret, though, right? <laughs> hey, I'm gonna tell you. I left a lot of money on the table. Okay, okay. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We had some very very large icon accounts. Yes. And of course, you know, when you talk about these other large national companies just coming into the market, yes, that is an attractive that's an attractive uh, acquisition for them. Got you. Yeah. But I mean, did. I mean, were you able to read the tea leaves in advance to see that you need to sell that book of business and to do something else? Did you see that far enough in advance to begin that process? I, I, I did not. It was my first time ever yeah. being see? in a recession. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, you don't you don't know what you don't know, yeah. but, man, sometimes you can kind of stand it too, too, yeah. too long, I think. So, yeah, just kind of a slight regret. But I'm going to tell you, man. Now, now, now that, uh, that would be what hindsight would tell you now. 
there you go. That, there you go. That, that hindsight, you go. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Now, Excellent. what what advice would you give to a startup entrepreneur? Wow. Wow. I would say the first thing is have a plan. Yeah, I mean, plan. clearly, definitively have a plan. Yes. Uh, in, in place. Yes. Um, second thing I would say is be ready, willing, and able. Yes. Yeah. And also, there's been times where I kind of bit off a little more than I can chew. Yes. Uh, my business partner always says I never say no. Yes. I'm always trying to be, you know, find a way to make it happen. Yes. Uh, I would, I would highly recommend to a new entrepreneur. Hey, you know, yeah, we all want to drink, we want to eat, but you don't want to put your face up to a fire hydrant. Yeah, yeah. All, 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 all going to do is knock you on your butt. I don't care how thirsty you are. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to knock you on your butt. So yes. know your capacity. Be yes. ready, you know, be ready, willing, and able. Uh, and I think you'll be just, just fine, man. Okay. Now, Kevin, my next yep. question is, what has always been your motivation for success? Wow. I'm, I'm going to bring it right back yes. to my father and my mother. Man. Okay. My mother and my father yes. have always been one to speak life yes. uh, into me, a very, very positive outlook. Yes. I watched my father go to work and work two and three jobs, yes. uh, always speaking, you know, from a very determined mindset yes and so i have to stand on my father's shoulders and my mother's shoulders and speak to them being my determination yes yeah okay one 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 thousand percent yes okay uh always telling me you can do whatever you set out to do have goals yes. uh treat people the way you want to be treated so i've got to stand on my parents man my father i've, I've watched him do it yes now, 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 three to five years from now, Kevin, where is Access now? Wow. So let me be clear. Access is growing. Uh, we have an excellent team. Yes. We're committed to our clients. It's a team effort. Uh, my business partner, man, is very, very relentless. Yes. Uh, we're, we're, we're an excellent team together. Uh, we have excellent recruiting team. Yes. Uh, they're headed up by our senior uh, staffing coordinator, Isabella Figueroa. Yes. Um, so with us being a service provider, we know we're only as good as our last day's work. Yes. We try to put the best talent, uh, you know, forward. Yes. We're deeply committed to our work family. Yes. To show up consistently, to make the most of our resources that are available. Yes. We have a team that's committed to drive growth. We have a goal of planting seeds and making more deposits. Yes. Now, let me, now and, you, you said growth. What type of growth are you trying to hit? Are you looking at 15, 10, 25% growth a year? What, what type of growth are you looking for? Yeah, we're, we're, we're looking for, so right now we're in that two to $3 million range. Yes. Reference to growth sales. Yes. And, and we, we, we have a goal to get in that five to seven million okay. within the next 20, 20, 24 months. All right. So you're looking at a 20 to 25% growth annually. One, one, 100%. Okay. okay. And, and look, let me say one thing that COVID has done <laughs> and it's a blessing and a curse. There is a ton of opportunities in reference to talent acquisition. Everybody is looking for talent right now. Yes. <clears throat> However, the curse of that is, Man, you know, we did job fairs before. We might have 
every bit of 20, 35 people come through the door for that job fair. Yes. Now, today, we might see an average of maybe four to five people to come wow. to the job fair. Wow. No. So now there's an abundance of opportunity, but not enough talent. Got you. Now, hold, right? hold, hold but, that thought, but I, I want to I throw this in there, too. Okay. You know, they they never mentioned this, right? And you never uh-huh. mentioned this, and I don't know if we mentioned this together. Okay. But do they know that you're African American? Wow. No, you know, no, no, because no. Listen to what I'm. Saying. Okay. I'm not saying that to be facetious, but I'm, but I, yeah, I guess yeah. I am. It's like I've done this podcast so far with you, this conversation, and we have not talked about the color barrier. Do you oh, man. Do, do you think that your color has been prohibitive in terms of you getting into certain pit places? Most certainly. Okay. One one thousand percent. I would rather be transparent and honest about it. Race is always a factor. Now, okay. granted, trust. Yes. There's a lot more when I look at you know when I look at Pittsburgh compared to Charlotte. Yes. There's a lot more opportunities for African Americans and African American owned businesses in yes. Charlotte than in Pittsburgh. Just off the bat, right? Okay. I okay. see I see it every 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 day, yeah. right? You don't have to but, uh, look far to, to see that. But, but obviously, when you were yep. meeting with Josh, yep, he did not see color; he saw character. So so say 100%. so say something about your character that he saw in you. So let's talk about and his, his name is John. John, uh, okay, by the I'm way, sorry, John, yep, John, John Richardson. Yep, John. Hey, there's been conversations that I've had with John where he said, "You know what? Do you know why I gave you an opportunity?" And I yes. said, "Why?" He said, "Because you were always a man of your word. You yes. did what you said you were going to do. Yes, always being yes. very committed. Also, you knew your craft. We knew what you were talking about. Yes, and also he liked the fact that we were always transparent. Yes. We built a relate. We built a relationship. Yes, yeah, and leveraged that relationship. And also, we always strive to do a good job, man. Yes." We really strive to do a good job. So he really liked the fact that I was always, as a company, we were striving for excellence. Yes. Now, now, so now, now, Kevin. That's how we got the opportunity. Do you? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, this is a deep question right now, but it, it's coming to my okay. mind. Yep. Do you think that he had to build a relationship with you? Or that he wanted to build a relationship with you? Yeah, a okay. ex- excellent question, and I I think it's both. To okay. Be honest with you. Let me tell you why. Yeah, we were the only minority contractor. Yes. On on that job. Okay. All right. So I'm sure they had goals from a diversity inclusion perspective yes. that they wanted to make sure that they facilitate. Yes. However, at the end of the day, you know, one of the challenges, you know, as a African-American entrepreneur, yes. we're, uh, you know, in, in, in many ways, trailblazers. Yes. And let me speak to that a little bit. You know, I have to go out and do a great job because guess what? There's going to be someone else that looks like me that comes behind me. Yeah. And guess what? If I fall and do not execute and do a great job, yes. they'll never get they'll never get opportunity. Yes. They will never get opportunity. So 
I was very intentional when we got that contract. Yes. That, hey, you know what? We are going to do an excellent job here yes. on a daily basis. And then when we do have hiccups, we're not going to run from them. We're not yes. going to hide. We're going to be honest and transparent about it. And then we're going to fix it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Now, so, so what does diversity look like within your company? Even though, wow. you're, even though you're African-American, what does diversity wow. look like for you? Hey, let me tell you, we're, we're a rainbow here at okay. Access Service. And so we have African-American, we have Latino, we have yes. white, we have uh, our business developer, Max Wilson. He's yes. from, um, fellow, where's Matt from? <laughs> say it again. New Zealand. New Zealand. I was going to say Australia. Okay. I'm like, Kevin, that's not right. That's not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we, are, we have a business developer by the name of uh, Max Wilson. He's, are you in your office now? Yes, I am. Tell Mac to get on the phone. Tell Max to get on the phone. <laughs> hey, so look. I, so, that, so, that, so that was, come here, Bella. Come here, Bella. Yeah, so that was Bella, our okay. senior staffing yes. recruiter that I asked, where was Mac from, yes. who is our business developer from New Zealand? Yes. But I'm, I'm going to have Bella come in and say hello to you. She can tell us about some of her responsibilities. Hey, and look, let me tell you, yes, she sir. is by far the glue, man. She okay. is the one hitting up, getting most of our talent in awesome. place. So I'm going to introduce you real quick. Yes. So this is Isabella Figueredo. Okay. She is our uh, is, Isabella, court. how are you? I'm doing great, sir. How are you? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but this is the Entrepreneur Enclave. And so what we do is we interview entrepreneurs at various stages in the game. So Kevin speaks so highly of you. What is it's your... It's all lies. It's all lies. It's all lies. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. What is your major function? What's your responsibility within the organization? Uh, my responsibility yes. is to make sure that we provide good quality candidates to yes. clients that have a staffing need. Awesome. Awesome. And now how is, how is Kevin, uh, Kevin a part of uh, the larger growth to the company? How are you guys working together? Does he listen to you when he, when, when, when you tell him that we need to go in a different direction? How does that work sometimes? Um, well, Kevin is certainly the backbone okay. of services. Yes. Um, I think that it's fair to say that we both learn a lot from each other. Okay. Um, and feedback is something that he accepts gracious, graciously yes. um, and analyzes. We yes. talk through it. Um, you know, sometimes we agree to disagree. Awesome. Um, however, um, he is always very, very open to any ideas or even if it's a crazy idea. Yes. Um, he's always very open to my ideas and feedback and vice versa. Awesome. Uh, we learn a lot from each other. Awesome. And how do you appreciate the diversity within the company? It is absolutely amazing. Awesome. Um, we um, definitely can relate yes. um, to family. That's yes. number one. Awesome. Um, However, it's definitely um, great to have um, different diversity. Um, you know, it, it's just, it makes it a very positive work environment. All right. Thank you. Isabella, thank you so much. Continued success within the organization. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Yes.
Good deal. Good deal, man. Listen, you had you had no idea this. You had no idea this conversation was going in that direction, did you? Hey, not not at all, but hey, I, I like the impromptu. I like the impromptu, man. This makes it really, really organic. Absolutely, I told you. Listen, no prep work for this one, boy. One hundred percent. Listen, 100%. she she said something very interesting, and and you didn't pick up on it yet. She talked mm-hmm. about that family was important. How important is family within the organization? Oh man, one thousand percent, man. Yes. When I said to you earlier that we're deeply committed yes. to a work family, yes, this is our work family. Awesome. This this is this is our work family, awesome. and we expect everybody to show up. Yes. Uh, consistently, as I said, make the most of our resources available. Yes. To drive growth. Yes. And everybody has the same goal of planting more seeds and making more deposits. Yes, I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. Kevin, yeah. with the with the time that we have left, anyone that you want to give a shout out to? Man, first of all, I want to give a shout out to. My business partner, man, Frank Johnson, yes. is like I said to you, he is one that just really gets it done, goes hard in the paint yes. every day, relentless. I also want to thank Todd for introducing me to you, man. This yes. has been a blessing. So, Todd, thank you so much. Yes. And, of course, I know you know Camille White as well. Absolutely, Camille, yes. thank you so much because, Camille, you were the first one that I've seen on this podcast yes. and I've been watching, I've been watching it ever since. So thank you, I would like to thank them. And then also last but not least, my father for giving yes. me the drive and determination and my mother for her love and nurturing and God. Awesome, man. Awesome. Any, any yes. final thoughts, Kevin, on just anything you've got the platform now, brother, anything that you else want to, you want to share with us? Man, you know, this has been a great experience. Yes. Uh, I'll make that crystal, crystal clear. I don't take it uh, for granted. Anytime you get an opportunity to uh, express, you know, your brand and share your brand. Also, you know, the challenges that come along the way. Yes. Uh, I I would like to say to, to, you know, to other entrepreneurs up and coming, make sure that you know your capacity. Yes. Know your business and also, in, in a big way, make sure you bring added value. Yes. All right. And always put feet to your face. You can do it. Yes. I did. Yes. Kevin, before we leave, can you give them a website or an email address so our listening audience can be in contact with you? Oh, man, for sure, for sure. So uh, our company website is www access-services.biz www.access-services.biz and we are at 2101 Sardis Road North Suite 115 Charlotte, North Carolina 28227 and our number is 704-644-5529 Hey Kevin, I got a question Thank you, first of all, I got a question how far are you from yes, the Charlotte sir. Hornet Stadium? Oh man, we're about fifteen minutes from now. I know at home in Pittsburgh it's called downtown, yeah. but here in Charlotte they call it uptown. So we're only about fifteen minutes from uptown Charlotte. Okay. Now, have you thought about trying to uh, get into that space? <laughs> hey, we're always looking for opportunities. <laughs> always. So no. be clear. Any anyone that has a need for talent acquisition, yes, access services is your company. So we don't just hire, you know, people where, Hey, you know, 
oh, it's only in light industrials, only in healthcare, it's only in construction. No. If there's class and they have need for talent, any HR professionals out there that have need for talent, we'd love to hear from you. Now, does that have to be just in Charlotte or could it be back in Pittsburgh? Could it be in New York, Philadelphia, Jersey? Where could hey, it be now? Let me say, we, we do business in Philadelphia, okay. Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, okay. Georgia, Florida. So, no, we can provide talent throughout the country. You know where a lot of black folks are starting to go now? Where's that? Dubai. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm trying to I didn't tell know that. Man, I'm trying to tell you. Dubai. Dubai. I'm trying to tell you, man. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no. So, we follow our clients, man. Anywhere our clients okay. have a presence, and if they have a need, we have several recruiters yeah, yeah. that pretty much can take care of providing that talent. And I, and I apologize. I didn't need, I didn't mean to say where black folks are as if you just do business with black folk. But I, I, <laughs> I, I meant to say, <laughs> like Dubai is almost like the, 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 the southern, not the, like, like the Saudi Arabian uh, equivalent to Atlanta now. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it is growing, man. But but I know but I know that you want to do business with like minded people and business. Most certainly. That's what Most I, that's what I meant to say. I didn't mean here's where black folks are going. You got to go do some business with them. No, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> no, 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 not not no. And I, I didn't take it that way. Yeah, yeah. At, at all. Yeah. We are like I said, we're very client driven. So yes. if there if there's a need, whether yes. it's a direct hire, yes. or whether it's temp to perm, yes, we have a team of recruiters that can facilitate that need. Absolutely. Kevin, yep. you have been fantastic, man. Yo, <laughs> Kevin, I love it. I've I enjoyed it. Listen, I've I love it. what you do, man. Continue success. Todd, I'm giving you my own personal shout-out, brother. Send more people my way. This was an excellent hey, interview, brother. <laughs> consider it done. Consider yes, it done. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm already a step, I'm a step ahead of you. So uh, you listen. But yes, I am. Yes, I, what I, I am. What I need you to do is to encourage more folks to like and yep. subscribe to the channel. Uh, yep. And then if you know some folks that are, you know, heavy or heavier yep. in the entrepreneurial yep. spirit of space like you, you yes, know, sir. introduce us via text and we'll make it work, brother. Thank you. 1,000%. I really, really appreciate Kevin, it. Kevin, so this much. was fantastic. Now, you know, I want to say this off the record. No, I'm not going okay. to say this on the record. I'm going to say okay. this on the okay. record, right? Okay. You know I smoke cigars, right? No, you didn't know that, okay. right? Okay, I didn't so, know that. I didn't know that. So usually this used to be how I would come into Pittsburgh. We would come okay. into Pittsburgh. I would go to the O, right? We'd yes, get, sir. Yes, get a, sir. Get the dirty O, the dirty O. a couple of those hot dogs, right? And yes, then sir. I would go yes, to the Black Beauty, which is okay. the, which is the, uh, in the lower, lower hill district, right? Mm -hmm. There was mm -hmm. a bar. Cause that was like the only, like, that was like the only bar you can smoke in. Right. Cause you know, cause okay. I, okay. I, I learned this, right. Unless mm -hmm. you were a cigar bar, they did not want black folks smoking inside bars. I didn't know that. That that's why wow. that's you know wow. A little trick to the trade, man. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can mm -hmm. I could go to Nats and light up a cigar. I can go to black. I can go to any black bar and smoke a cigar. They wouldn't they wouldn't have a problem. But if it's I not was, a problem. If I was black and I went to mm -hmm. a white establishment, unless it was a cigar shop, can't mm -hmm. smoke. They won't even allow you to smoke. So it was all, it was almost like, it's like the tale of two cities, you know, literally, sure. literally, sure. 
Cause I would, sure. And so then after I would leave Black Beauty, we would go and check in out our hotel room and then we would end up the night at Nats and I can smoke and, cig- and I can smoke cigars in Nats. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Hey, uh, hey, uh-huh. hey, let me mention, if you're ever in Charlotte, man. Yes. Hey, please make sure you book me up, man. Yes. I, I, I got just a spot for you, man. Okay. Okay. Now, which part All of right. Charlotte, man? So I'm in an area called Indian Trail. Indian Trail, yes. Yep. So that's like kind of in the suburbs a little bit. Okay, okay. Around 20, 25 minutes outside of downtown. But, man, make sure you look me up, man. I'm looking forward to meeting you face to face. Absolutely. And or, <laughs> or if you get to Pittsburgh quicker than I can get to Charlotte. There I, you go. We're going to do it that way as well. <laughs> hey, hey that, that's fine. We'll, we'll make that happen. Hey, and you know what is interesting enough? Yes. You know, a, a dream of mine has been to open up an office in the Hill District. That would be fantastic. Yeah, just a way to give back to the community yeah. from which I come, man. Let's let's do it, man. Let's do it. Okay. You, you, okay. Because you, you got the arena right down there. You know, you got the, the you got the hockey arena right there, and you, you keep, got all kind of stuff right there. And you there. keep going across the bridge. You got all the complexes right there, man. Hey, I want some of them staffing contracts that UPMC got. So I know they got a bunch of doggone yeah. uh, uh, opportunities there for talent acquisition. Yeah. And I think access will be a great fit. I hear, hear anyone listening. Access needs to be in Pittsburgh, and they and they just got an African American mayor. Yes, sir. As a matter of fact, he's one of uh, our alumni. He graduated from Peabody High School. Come on, you you okay? You back in Pittsburgh already with your small? Office. I'm back in there already. You already? Oh, yep. <laughs> Brother Kevin, thank you, man. Let's let's thank let's, you so let's, much, man. I let's really stay connected. It. Let's talk in text in a minute. We sure will. Have a blessing. Yep. Peace now. Thank you. Bye bye. That concludes another episode of The Entrepreneurial Enclave with Kevin Wortham. The podcast that focuses on building, maintaining, pivoting, planning, and investing in you, the entrepreneur. We hope you found this episode informative and enlightening. If you have any questions or comments about any of our episodes, please call 609-731-9311 or email Kevin at minding-our-business.com We look forward to joining us for our next one. Until next time.